Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. I love that. I love that. Well, I just thought I just I just have a seat right here on this luscious bed that wound up on stage. I hope this thing don't fall. Okay. All right. Let me get comfy here on this bed because I want to read something to you. It's in our series called Help I'm. Somebody shout, Help I'm. That's what I want to read to you. It's Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. That's what the Bible tells us. It says, then Jesus said, and I want, here's what I want to do. When we get to the word that's on the screen, that's underlined, I want you to shout that word like it's your name and you're shouting in front of a thousand people, okay? I want you to do that with me. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy, carry heavy burdens, and I will give, come on, somebody shout give. All right, it's not underlined, but that's okay. We're going we to we underline it for next service, okay? I will give you rest. Watch this next word. It says this, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and I'm gentle at heart. And you will find rest. Come on, somebody. How many of you need some rest? I'm not talking about laying in a bed rest. I'm not talking about a nap. I'm not talking about just conking out on a Sunday afternoon, all right? I'm talking about rest. Watch what kind of rest. Rest for your souls. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of, lot of weariness, a lot of heaviness, a lot of things going on in our world. There's a lot of chaos, but I feel like there is rest available for you and for me. I love this. For my yoke is easy, easy Jesus says. It's easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. That's a good word right there, isn't it? It's a good word for us today. I'm going to talk to you guys from today, from the title, why we brought the bed up here, why we got it. I could just lay down in a few minutes. Some of y'all like that. Yes, if I had a bed at church, I'd be there, all right? So I know you're here, and we're glad you're here. But this is what I want to title today's message as, and we're welcoming everybody in that's watching online, man. Can we give it up for everybody that's watching online with us right now? Glad you're here. It's even better in the room, so come hang out with us. But I'll just tell you, today's title of today's message is Help. Somebody shout, Help. I'm tired. Help, I'm tired. So let's pray together. Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for who you are. I believe this, this bed on this stage signifies what a lot of us need, but it's not just a nap. It's not just a, another extra 30 minutes of sleep in the morning. But God, that you have real rest for our souls available. And God, we trust you, we believe you, and we're going to see how we can do that today. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everybody said a good amen, amen, amen. You guys have a seat, have a seat, have a seat. I'm so glad you're here. I'm thankful for you. I'm really glad that you're in the room. And, and if again, if you're watching online, man, we're so thankful that you're coming into the middle school with us right here, Purpose Church at Callaway County Middle School. And I'll just tell you, I'm excited about today as well, just so you know, uh, during our second experience, we have this thing called Next. And so maybe you've been wanting to jump in, find a 
a little bit more about Purpose Church, a little bit more about how you can get connected here. Well, next is the way that you do that. It happens during the second experience. So hang out for a few more minutes. Look for the next sign out in the lobby. Our next team, we would love to just spend a little time with you, help you discover your purpose, help how you can find out how you can use that purpose to make a difference wherever you go. All right? So I'm excited about today. Is anybody else excited about being at church today? That didn't sound like you were very excited to be at church. I said, anybody excited about being at church today? Yeah, I love that. Well, I'm, I'm excited about this. And if you missed last week, I would encourage you to go back and check it out. We started a brand new series called Help I'm Blank, right? And we're just going through the next couple weeks together. We started last week talking about Help I'm Depressed, right? Had a chance to look at the life of Elijah and uh, just the life of a, a godly man, a guy that loves Jesus but walked through a time that I think a lot of us struggle with from time to time at least once in our life. And so uh, if you missed that, I would encourage you to go back and check that out uh, from last week. But today, I want to speak to you from help, I'm tired. Help, I'm tired. How many of y'all love sleep? Come on, somebody. Give me a little bit of wave. Say hallelujah. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You love a little sleep. We love a little nap. Again, thanks so much to the team bringing this up on stage. I'm so glad, but what it reminds me of too uh, is the fact that at our house, Allie has me hang some stuff up all the time in the house. Come on, men. Y'all know what I'm talking about. She got to put some stuff up on the house, on the, on the walls or whatever it might be. And I don't know about you. I try to do the very best that I can. I'm not a finisher, you know what I'm saying? But I'm a destroyer, okay? Come on, somebody, right? I can knock down a wall any day of the week. But when it comes to finishing some stuff, your boy is just not good at it, okay? So I don't know about you, but if you ever have, like, in our bedroom, uh, like, we have, like, stuff up on the walls. Uh, we got stuff kind of on the sides. And I, I don't, good thing the pieces that are up are real big. You know why? Because there's 48 holes behind there. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about? You're trying to line stuff up. You're trying to hit a stud. You're trying to do whatever. The thing is cockeyed. It's crooked. It's hanging on the wall. And there, if you moved half of the stuff in our house, you would find like 400 holes in the wall. Come on. Anybody else like that? Or is it just me in the place? Okay. Uh, so, so I remember what that's kind of like. And we, we have stuff that we do that all the time. And Allie came to me one day it's like babe you do know and like I'll just tell you as a man when your wife like teaches you something about construction or or hanging something it's just a rough day you know what I'm talking about like it's just rough on the manhood but she came up to me and just said hey I just want to let you know I saw this online that you should try doing it I, I think it would be a better way and so like she said take some some uh, blue it's like a life hack right here it's a life hack that you could use for hanging pictures in your house but but think about uh taking some blue tape, painter's tape or whatever, and putting it, if you have two different points where you have to hang uh, and not something that just hangs in the middle, actually take the tape and put it on the back side of that. Mark where the actual little pieces where they're hanging are on the blue tape. Then you know what you do? You go ahead and put that tape up on the blue, on the wall, and then you measure, make sure everything's all level and stuff, and then you got two holes instead of 22 holes. Come on, somebody, right? That's a, that's a good thing. That's a, that's a better way to do it. Like she was explaining a better way for me to be able to do something when I was hanging something. And so I got to thinking about that uh, in my life and in your life. What happens is it wasn't a miracle that that necessarily took place, right? That, that was something that was kind of already going on. It already existed. But I believe that it was a better way to find that, to, to, to actually have, uh, hang a picture, right? And I think so many times in our life what happens is, is that we're searching for the easy way. We're searching for the way that we think is going to satisfy us, the desires that we have on the inside of us. 
to find rest or to find satisfaction or to find hope or to find peace or whatever it is. And I just believe that God is offering you and I and Jesus is offering us a bed of peace that we can lay in and not just a bed at your house with your comforter on it, all right? I'm talking about a peace that only Jesus can provide. And I think for so many of us, we're searching everywhere else, but I think according to our scripture, what we just read today, that Jesus gives us the recipe if we're wanting to find real rest. I don't know about you, but I've gotten tired in my life. There's a lot of times in my life where I'm tired, I'm worn out, and it's not just a physical tired. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like we're talking about something a little deeper than that today. Y'all know what I'm talking about? This means yes in Kentucky, all right? All right, yeah, 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 like, like, yeah, yeah, it's something deeper than just being, uh, uh, getting a little extra sleep. It is a, uh, uh, your soul being tired. And I think about the, the, literally the thing that Jesus told us is the recipe when it comes to finding rest for our soul. There's four words that we said, that we started with, that we looked at, and, and what happened is I believe that Jesus is, again, giving us an idea of how we can come and we can find some rest in him. Because I know there's many people, again, in this room or watching online, and you're thinking, you know what I'm going to do in order to, to kind of get what I need or kind of go wherever I'm going? I'm going to work harder. I'm going to do more. I'm going to have some more money. I, I'll finally get the job that I want. I'll finally be dating that guy that I've, I've always been looking for. I, I'll finally have the friends that I want to be around, but I'm still missing something and I don't know what it is, but I just think that Jesus gives us the secret to what you and I are missing when our souls are tired. And we're going to look at what he said. There's four words. Come, take, teach, find. Come on, we're going to say it together. You ready? Come, take, teach, find. One more time. Come, take, teach, find. All right, so that's what we're going to talk about today. <clears throat> Excuse me, and if you're watching online, just put that in the comment section. Come, take, teach, Fine, because that's what the words of Jesus are the prescription to a tired soul. We'll start there with the word come. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, it says, come. Somebody shout come. come. To me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. So the very first word that sticks out to me is that word come. And this is good news, right? Because for everyone in this room, because Jesus is beginning his message, and what he's doing is he's starting off with an invitation. Right? He's starting off with an invitation. Hey, are you tired? Hey, are you depressed? Help, I'm, I'm struggling. Help, I'm burned out. Help, I'm tired. Help, I'm depressed. Help, I'm stressed. Help, I'm hurting. Jesus is saying, hey, are you any of those things? Are you anxious? Well, watch this. Well, then come to me, because you're invited to my party. You're invited to my party. I love Jesus so much because Jesus doesn't ignore the issues that we're going through. He speaks right to them. Instead, he invites you and I to freedom and to discover freedom from the hurts and the problems and the pains of things that we've walked through in the past and the things that we're walking through right now. Come on, somebody. Can we go ahead and thank God for being a God that is with us even in the midst of pain? Let's give him a bigger ovation than that. I believe that's something we got to be thankful for. So, so I, I just need to know, okay, uh, the, the whole idea is Jesus is saying come. So what's our role in that? Our role is to respond to his invitation. That's the role of, of you and I is to respond to the invitation that Jesus is saying come. So, so in just a few weeks, we're going to be going down to Texas. Allie and Courtney, their cousin, 
Laura is getting married. And so how many of y'all know wedding planning can get a little crazy sometimes? And they're both in the wedding and I'm officiating the wedding. And I think about that, how all the planning that goes into a wedding or or a day that you're getting married and all of that that's going on, the invitations you got to send out, whether you send it out online or whether you send it out literally uh, like, like, like via mail like a lot of people would with the RSVP and stuff like that. But you got to understand, like once you send the invitations out, like the invitation has been sent, how many of you know that, that literally it doesn't matter how much prep went into it, it doesn't matter how good the party's going to be, if the person doesn't come, there is no power. Right? If, if nobody shows up, if nobody responds and comes, there is no power. And that is what is so important. What is our role in this? Our role is that we simply have to come to Jesus. You know why? Because he's inviting you. Maybe you've been thinking, man, if I could get my family member or I could get my friend to be at church, if I get them to experience Sunday mornings, if I could just get them to be a part of, of the community called Purpose Church, I know God would change their life. I know that he would do something. I think there's so many people who have thought this idea or this mindset, including your family member or including your friend. And a lot of us even think about it. And a lot of times we have this idea and this stereotype of Jesus and of church, but it's this idea of I got to clean myself up first, right? I I, got to make sure that I got to quit smoking. I got to quit drinking. I got to quit sleeping with my girl. I got to quit all of this. I got to quit looking at that. I got to quit doing stuff over there. And once I get my life right, then I'll be able to come. Then I'll be able to come to Jesus. Then I'll be able to come to church or whatever it is. But Jesus is saying, no, no, no. You've got it backwards. You've got it flipped upside down. You've got the order all wrong. You can't clean yourself up. You can't clean yourself up enough. You've got to come to me, and i got to clean you up. I'm the one who's going to do the work. I'm the one who's going to do the work that's in your life. I'm the one that is going to set you on the right path. Is there anybody that's thankful for a God that does that, right, that, that responds? And when we respond to an invitation, thank you, Bubba. So I I just think it's so important for us that we have to respond to his invitation. You can't clean yourself up. All you have to do, all I have to do is respond. See, I like this. I want you to write this down. Our job is to RSVP. God's job is to S-A-V-E. Come on, somebody, right? We'll just, we'll like Dr. Seuss up in here today, okay? Our job is to RSVP. God's job is to S-A-V-E, is to save, right? Come and he will clean you up. Come and he will fix you. Come and he will start a work inside of you. And as we say with this series, uh, it's okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to stay that way. You know what that takes? Responding to the invitation of God. Responding to the, the opportunity that Jesus is allowing you and I to come to him. Jesus is saying, hey, bring your stuff to me. I'm the source and I will give you rest. Because, come on, how many of you know that when we come to Jesus, that's when we find real purpose, right? How many of you know when we come to Jesus, that's when you get really satisfied? How many of you know that when we come to Jesus, you find real joy and you find real rest that you're looking for? And again, I'm not talking about a nap on a bed or a vacation that you get to go to the, the, the Florida with the sunshine and all that stuff. He's offering us so something so much deeper than that, and that is a soul rest, a rest for your soul. Come to me, all who, of you who are weary and heavy burdened. And I'll just be honest. I think all of us, if we're real, if we would just get real for just a few seconds, we all are in that category. 
Right? We've all had struggles. We've all had heavy burdens. We've all had things and issues that we've worked through. And so many times we run everywhere else. We run to fixing our schedule. If I can get a little bit more time to sleep or, or this or that. And those things are important. But the most important thing is that you come to Jesus. Somebody shout, come. All right, that's the first word. And the second one is this idea, come to me all who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Take. Somebody shout, take. Take my yoke upon you. This is an interesting idea because this means a whole lot of nothing to us, right? Like, we don't know what a yoke is. Like, what you mean, a yoke, an egg? Like, is that what you're talking about? No, 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 no. We're not talking about an egg yoke. We're talking about a different kind of yoke that in this time... As Jesus was saying this, the people that he was speaking to would understand what he was speaking about. Now, yoke, just so you know, was a piece of wood that had kind of two, if you go to Cracker Barrels, all right, with an S, all right, if you go to Cracker Barrels, uh, right above the door on your way in is a yoke. All right, A.B. took a picture of it, and I was like, if you could steal that in the name of Jesus, that'd be awesome, but leave it there, okay? Don't, do, don't take that. I wanted to use it today as kind of a, a prop to let us understand what a yoke looks like. It's, it's a big piece of wood with two holes where two animals would link up with each other, and they would go, and they would be attached to a plow or, or, or something behind them, and they would plow a field together. And what would make that so much better is that the fact that they're together in that yoke makes plowing so much easier. And so these two animals are shoulder to shoulder, side by side, and they're able to work and they're able to plant and they're able to plow a field at the same time. The work and the effort is literally made easier as they do it together. Like, like literally. I know I say literally a lot. I'm working on that, okay? But this is literally something that would happen. Take your yoke and they, they would put these two oxen together and they would plow a field. And so what I think about that whenever we're hearing Jesus say that, wait, wait, I, I think for us it doesn't mean a whole lot to us, but to the people at this time, they'd be like, whoa, 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 wait a second, you just told us a second ago to rest, but now you're telling us to work. When they say yoke, they thought of work, right? So, so, so whoa, whoa I, don't, I don't understand what you're saying. You're saying rest, are you saying that, or are you saying to work? And so, what's the point of what Jesus is trying to communicate to us? The point of what Jesus is trying to say to us when he says, take my yoke upon you, and I think we have to ask the question, is this idea, what is the work that God is talking about that will lead us to rest for our souls? What kind of work is it? What does that look like? Well, the Bible tells us, actually, Jesus answers his own question in John 6, 29, where he says this, Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Watch this. Believe in the one that he has sent. Believe in Jesus. So, so I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but the work of a Christian is simply to believe in Jesus. Right? It's to believe in Jesus. You know how that, you're supposed to work for Jesus? You're supposed to believe in Jesus. You're supposed to believe in him. The Bible even tells us to abide in him, to remain in him. That is our goal. That is our job. And that's the good job of the believer is to work, it's to believe in Jesus. I'm abiding in Jesus. I am believing what Jesus said is true, and I'm going to do what Jesus said uh, that he said that I should do. See, I'm taking his yoke upon me. I, I'm yoking my life up next to his, and when I do that, he's given me mission. He's given me a greater purpose. He's given me a greater calling, and he will lead me where he wants me to go. Now think about this. <clears throat> Excuse me, but the result of believing, right? So our job is to believe as we take Jesus' yoke upon us. The result of believing is always obedience. 
right? So, so when you and I believe in Jesus, when we put our faith and trust in Jesus, we take Jesus at his word, you and I, if we love Jesus, guess what the Bible tells us? We will obey Jesus, right? We'll obey his commands. We'll do the things that he's calling us to do. We will, we will go the places that he's calling us to go. And I remember <clears throat> just a few years ago, uh, Allie and I, we had the opportunity. We, when I graduated college, uh, I had the opportunity to take over my grandparents' chicken barns, and we were doing that for a few years. And uh, I remember uh, doing that for a while, and there were older chicken barns. And, uh, and I remember Pil the, the company that I grow for came and said, hey, will you, will you take over two older chicken barns? I'm like, yeah, sure, that'd be great. We had uh, just one kiddo at the time, so we were all right there as far as that goes. So we were just renting these from, from a couple people. And, and I remember going in and having a conversation with the people there at the, the company, and they said, hey, we really want you to go and build four new ones. I'm like, okay, sure, that sounds good to me. So if y'all don't know, I'm a, I'm a pastor that wears skinny jeans, but I'm also a chicken farmer. Come on, somebody, all right? It just happens. It's what I do. And so I think about that and, and going into that office that day, and I had the mentality as I walked into the office, okay, hey, they're going to let us keep these new ones and, or keep the old ones and just build some brand new ones. So we're going to have kind of multiple avenues of, of income. It's going to be great. It'll be fantastic. And I remember going into that conversation Going into that meeting and them saying, okay, oh, no, 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 Here, here's what you got to do. In order for you to be able to build the new ones, you're going to have to give up the old ones. You got to say no to the old ones in order to be able to build the new chicken bars. You, and this is what I know and this is what I think about when I think about what Jesus is telling us to take my yoke upon you. That's what he's telling us is that you can't carry both yokes if you want the new. You got to leave the old. See, the cross of Jesus Christ was the great exchange of yokes. You know why? Because he was willing to say, I will exchange your yoke of sin, your yoke of condemnation, your yoke of shame that's on your life. I'm willing to exchange it, and I'm willing to give you a new yoke. And you know what? My yoke is easy. My burden is light. My yoke is life-giving. My yoke provides purpose. My burden is like you got to take my yoke. Somebody shout, take. I like that. What's the work? The work is to believe and abide in Jesus. I believe you, Jesus. I believe what you said. I believe you are who you said you are. I'm abiding in you. And the result is I'm going to obey you. I'm going to do the things that you've called me to. I'm going to say yes to things that you are. I'm walking step in step, yoked together with you, King Jesus. I don't want the old yoke. I don't want what I used to go after. I don't want to go the direction that I used to go. I want to be yoked with you, King Jesus. Come on, somebody, all right? The next thing. Come Take, the next thing says this, Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy, carry heavy burdens, I will give you rest. Somebody just take a deep breath in and just let it out. Come on. <sighs> like I'm talking about that for your soul. That's what Jesus is offering. Just, just a big, deep breath. Take my yoke upon you. Watch what he says. Let me teach you. Somebody shout, teach. Let me teach you because I'm a humble and gentle at heart. See, the third word that we need to understand is there. It's come, take, and teach. All right, so, so this is actually uh, uh, more towards you and I than something that we do. And it's this idea 
that you and I are students when it comes to listening and learning from Jesus and, and what he is and who he is in order to become like him. This is what I think about is that salvation, we always talk, we talk about it, it's a big churchy word, but it's this word called sanctification, uh, justification, right? It's a big word. I heard the old Baptist preachers back in the day say, oh, you know what salvation is, justification is, it's like justified, never sinned. Come on, somebody, right? And they stomp their foot and wave the hanky. It'd be great, all right? Like justified, never sinned. That's what justification is. It's as is Jesus is taking yours in my spot, and it's just as if you and I have never sinned. That happens in a moment, right? Justification happens in a moment, but sanctification is a process that happens throughout the rest of our life. Then eventually it'll be glorification in heaven, okay? So there's justification, sanctification through life, becoming more and more and more like Jesus, and then there's glorification when you and I finally see Jesus face to face, okay? That's kind of the process of a believer. And so I think about that, and I think about what Jesus is telling us right here. He's saying, let me teach you. Let me teach you how to live. Let me, let me show you, and I'll just tell you, you and I have to have a posture of humility. We have to have a posture of, of, of giving Jesus authority in order for him and the Holy Spirit to be able to teach us how to live. So I think about it. How did Jesus live? Right there, if we want to know how to live, we got to watch how Jesus lived. we got to look how he served. we got to look how he loved. We've got to respond how he did. we got to, to love other people how he did. And what happens is, as we begin to study the life of Jesus, we submit ourselves to his authority as the teacher over us, and we begin to be discipled, and we begin to live and look and talk and act and serve like Jesus, right? That's what we're all here for. Right, We're all here that on Sunday we can come together and we're trying to leave out these uh, doors today walking, talking, speaking, loving like Jesus would love. And one of the most incredible things to me about this man named Jesus, this God man named Jesus, is he had three years to save the world, y'all. Like think about that for just a second. He had three years to do ministry. That's how long... He was on earth doing ministry, okay? So he, he, till he was 30 years old when he started, he died when he was 33. He had three years to go out and change the world. But if you read the Bible, and if you read the Gospels, and you watch the life of Jesus, what I'm so encouraged by, what I'm so challenged by, is that you never, ever see Jesus in a hurry. You notice that? You know how a lot of times we can get tired? You know why? It's because we're always in a hurry. We talked about that a little bit last week, this crazy pace that we're running our lives at, including myself. I'll just tell you that we never see Jesus in a hurry. Like, Jesus is never panicked. You know what I'm saying? Jesus is never, like, sprinting to where he's got to go. Jesus is never galloping on a horse to get to where he's got to go, okay? That ain't Jesus. He's never in a hurry. He's never bothered by that. And if you look through every one of the Gospels, all the miracles, a few of them we kind of looked at this last month with our Making History uh, series that we did. But if you look at all of those, as Jesus is going through his life, the things that you and I would perceive as interruptions, as we talked about last month, are actually invitations into the miracle of, of what God wants to do in your life. And what I love about Jesus Right, Jesus, he doesn't react, Jesus responds. Y'all know there's a difference between responding and reacting? Y'all know that? I think, and I, I, we'll kind of walk through that really quickly. What's that look like uh, to react versus respond? And, and why is it? I, I think so many times you and I are exhausted, that we're so tired 
that our soul is tired. And what happens is, is that you and I react to any situation that comes our way. Right? We, 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 we panic. We, we throw out just uh, whatever we can with our words. We don't think through it. We don't walk through it. And we react to the situation. And we think, oh my goodness, we're going to react. Right? And it's just the thing that we do. But we don't see Jesus do that. We see Jesus actually respond. And this is what I know, is that when you're tired, you typically react. But when you're rested, you typically respond. Right? When you're rested in your soul, much like Jesus was... You have the ability to choose. You're saying, you know what, I'm above the noise. You know what, I'm above the chaos. I'm not behaving according to my feelings. No, no, no. My feelings have to respond the way that I tell them to. You know why? Because I'm rested and I'm confident because I've came and I've took and I'm letting Jesus teach me in my life, right? Aren't you glad when you dial 911, aren't we glad that we get the emergency response team? right, and not the emergency reaction team. Come on, somebody, right? You know what I'm talking about? Like, think about it. When Everly was 10 days old, one of our twin girls, they were both 10, but when she was 10 days old, she had like this uh, something going on um, like where she was not breathing. We were feeding her, and it was my mom and and, uh, Gammy at the house, and Allie was getting her hair done, okay? She had just been to Miss Mandy hanging out with her for a few minutes, and all of a sudden this is going on, to where our baby girl can't breathe, and she's screaming, and she's crying, and guess what your boy does? I pick up the phone, and I call 911, because you know what? I need some help, and I'm in that moment. I'm reacting, okay? I'm just going to tell y'all what I am, but as I call the emergency response team, what are they doing? I'm freaking out. I'm like, hey, 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 I'm just letting you know I got a 10-year-old baby girl. I'm talking real fast. Listen, like, like you got to get somebody over here. Okay, sir, is everything okay? Is everybody else okay? Everybody else is doing okay? Yeah, 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 everybody else okay. I'm worried about this one right here. You know, like, she's 10 days old. She's, mama's not home. I'm like, she's going to kill me. Mama is. But, like, I just, so, hey, it's okay. What is your address? That is that where you're at right now? Yeah, that's where, yeah, that's where I'm at. Get somebody over here, right? You know how they were responding to you? Obviously, Everly, she did great. They got over there, and she was coughing. They, they were asking, you know, on the phone, hey, is she coughing? Is she able to continue to cry? Yeah, she's coughing, but, girl, she can't breathe, right? I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm doing all that. And they are responding rather than reacting. And I think about, can you imagine if that phone call, if I'd have called the emergency reaction team? Can you all imagine? We'd just been on the phone like, ah! You know, everybody's screaming, like, send help. Oh, my gosh, your baby's choking. Like, can you imagine what that would be like, okay? There's the difference between responding and reacting. And I'll just tell you, that's what your soul does and my soul does when it's tired. We react. But when we're able to come to Jesus, take my yoke, it's easy, it's light. When we say, you know what, Jesus, my job is to love you, and as I love you, I'm going to obey you. Yes, it might not be easy. Yes, it might be hard, but I'm going to obey whatever you say to do. And as we do that, guess what happens is he begins to teach us, and he begins to teach us how he lived. It begins to be with the things that we live for and the things that we respond with. I think that's so important that we understand that that's the case. I love how the Bible puts it. It's, it's a Eugene Peterson paraphrase version and it says this in Matthew 11. This is, it's not a word-for-word translation, but I like the way it put it. It just said this, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Watch what Jesus says, come to me. 
get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. I like this right here. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. See, this is what I think about when I think about the life that Jesus came to let you and I live. I love what John 10.10 says. It says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But guess what? I have come. Jesus is saying, I have come so you may have life and have it more abundantly. I think we got to understand that Jesus' burden is not heavy. That, that the burden that Jesus gives for us to follow after him, yes, it may be hard, but it is not heavy. Let me say that. It may be hard, but it's not heavy. That God is, is saying, hey, will you, will you follow me? Will you come to me? Will you take my yoke upon you? Will you do what I've asked you to do? Will you learn from me? Will you learn how I do life? Will you learn a rhythm to your life? And if Kyle, if you don't mind coming up, that would be awesome. I think about that word rhythm, and that's something that I think a lot of us, we try to balance our life. We're thinking, okay, if I can get eight hours of sleep, if I can get this, if I can get everything worked out at work and with the kids and with my schooling and all this kind of stuff, if I can just balance it perfectly, then life will be great. But I don't think that you'll ever achieve balance more than you need to go after rhythm. In your life. And one of the things that I am terrible at, and I'm just going to be 100% honest with you today, is the rhythm and the, the discipline of a Sabbath. All right, and Sabbath is just a Hebrew word that literally means to stop. To stop. Sabbath means to stop. It, it doesn't just mean you get another day off, it means that you stop. And you know what happens when you and I stop? We say, you know what, God, I'm trusting you. That you can get more done in six days with, with, with me than I could on my own for seven days. And I'm just telling you, for me, this is really hard. This is really a challenge. But again, what are we doing when we're Sabbathing, when we're stopping? You know what we're doing? We're focusing on God. We're focusing on His love. You want to know why we're tired so many times? I think it's because we're exhausting ourselves and we're running seven days a week, hard, 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 as hard as we can, and we're not stopping and listening and hearing from God or saying, you know what, God? You know, the Bible tells us that perfect love casts out all fear. Right? And the thing is, is when you stop, you give a chance for yourself to focus on the love that God has for you. So I just encourage you, learn from, Jesus even did this. Jesus would, would stop. Jesus would, would stop and he would pray and he would get along with his father. You go all the way back to the very beginning. In Genesis chapter 2, there was a, a God, like literally the, the, the account uh, of creation is seven days long, but it only took God six days to create everything. And God didn't rest because he was tired. He rested because he was teaching us. He was showing us. So why do I go through my life, hashtag no days off? Why do I do that? Why, why do I go through my life saying, oh, man, it's, you know, rest, not a big deal. It's not important. And I just think so many times, more so than just stopping for your physical body, it's stopping for your soul. And it's stopping to say, God, I'm going to fix my thoughts on your thoughts. I'm going to fix my ways towards your ways. I'm going to take my yoke upon you. I'm, I'm going to take it. I'm going to learn from you. I'm going to hear from you. I'm going to do whatever you call me to do. And I am willing to stop in order that I may focus on you, King Jesus. I think a lot of us, we struggle with that. Come, 
take, teach, and the last one, come on, we're going to say it together on three, it's fine. One, two, three, fine. Come, take, teach, fine. Come, take, teach, fine. Then Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. Learn from me. Because I'm humble and gentle at heart. And then you will find rest for your souls. Listen, I just think so many of us, we're looking to the wrong thing. We're looking to so many different things in order to find rest, in order to find peace, in order to find satisfaction. Whenever God is saying four things, come, take, teach, find. You want to know the recipe of finding rest where you're not saying I'm tired in my soul? Come. Take, teach, find. If you'll come to Jesus, if you'll respond to his invitation, if you'll take the new yoke and get rid of the old yoke, if you'll you'll learn from his life and let him teach you and watch as Jesus lived, the result is going to be you find out the very thing you've been searching for can be found in Jesus alone. And I believe that with all of my heart. I love the Bible and it says this in Matthew chapter 7. It says, keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. You know what? That's a guarantee that you will find. That's a promise from God's word that you will find God. That you will find Him. Anytime you seek Him, anytime you come to Him, anytime you take, you are going to find God. That is a promise from His word. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds and to everyone who knocks the door will be open I think for so many of us we think that's just like monetarily stuff or or like situational stuff in our life but I don't think that's really what it's referring to right here I think if you think about it if you go back to the words of Jesus Jesus is offering you and I to find rest come to me take my yoke upon you listen let me teach you and then you will have rest. The reason why a lot of us don't have rest is because we live an undisciplined life. It's because we're undisciplined and Jesus is saying, hey, get your life in margin. Watch as you get your life in line with me. Watch as you come to me. Watch as you take my yoke. Watch as you let me teach you. Then you'll start to have peace of mind. Then you'll start to have peace in your body. And there's a way that you can have real soul rest. And it's by coming, taking, teaching, and you'll find it in Jesus. I believe that. Does anybody in this room believe that with all their heart? Can we give God some praise in this place? Maybe you're in here and you've never came to Jesus and you think, I gotta, I gotta clean myself up. I gotta, I gotta have the right clothes. I gotta have the right whatever. I gotta have, you know, I gotta have my attitude. No, 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 no. Listen, Jesus is inviting you. Come to me. Come to me. I will change you. I will make make you a new creation. And we'll work through that the rest of your life, right? where Jesus is teaching us. It's a process. And I just want to encourage you that today might be the day that you give your life to Jesus and he's asking you to come to him. Leave everything behind, come to him, and he is going to change your life. I believe that with everything I've got. And so if everybody in here would bow your heads and close your eyes, and if you're watching online, it's safe for you. Would you close your eyes and bow your heads? I would just love to just invite some people in this room to come, take, teach, find that rest for your soul and maybe you're here and maybe you're watching online and you've never said yes to a relationship with Jesus 
Jesus is, is offering you and I forgiveness. He's offered his life for us like we talked about earlier. He exchanged the old yoke for the new yoke, our old self for a new self in Jesus if we would just say yes to him. And the Bible says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we would believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that we will be saved. So maybe that's you and you need to say yes to a relationship with Jesus. I would just say, just say something like this, say something close to this, but mean it in your heart and say this, dear Jesus, I want you to come into my life. I want you to save me. Forgive me of my sins. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that Jesus, you were punished for me. That, that the reason why I can come to you, the reason why there is forgiveness is because of you, Jesus. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you for, for, for saying that you wanted a relationship with me. And today I want to be in relationship with you, Jesus. I want to know you. I want you to be Lord of my life. And help me from this day forward to take that yoke that you give me. I'll obey you. I'll trust you. And I'm going to walk out the purpose that you put on the inside of me. Maybe you're watching online or maybe you're in this room and you just prayed something like that. Or you prayed that word for word. My heart would be that you would respond to the invitation, right? You would respond. And then I'm going to ask you to do something a little wild. If you're in this room, I'm going to ask you. On the count of three, if that's you, if you just said yes to Jesus, I'd love for you to stand to your feet and make your way over to my right wall, your left wall. And we've got some of our friends that would love to celebrate. Oh, either wall. I'm so sorry, Miss Michelle. I didn't see you over there. Either wall, we would love to have a conversation with you. We'd love to celebrate with you that you just made that decision. I want to let you know you're not going to be the only one moving because our team's going to start moving in just a second to get ready for the second experience. And so if that's you and you just said yes to Jesus in this room, I'm going to ask you to move on three. One, two, three. Stand to your feet. Make your way to one of these walls. You're not the only one moving. I just want you to know that. Stand to your feet. Make your way to one of these walls. We'd love to have a conversation with you. And if you're watching online, we're going to ask you to do something. We're going to ask you to text the word PURPOSE to 270-229-6488. Let's us know that you made that decision. And we're so thankful that you're tuning in. So grateful that you said yes to a relationship with Jesus. I love that. I love that. I love that. We're awesome. Awesome. Why don't we do this, church? Why don't we lift our heads up? And as we do that and we stand to our feet, can we put our hands together and thank God for King Jesus in this place? I'm not talking about a golf clap. Can we give God a big ovation of worship in this place? Yeah. Once you high five somebody next to you and say, God is good. Once you high five the other person, say it like the old church used to all the time. Somebody high five the other person, say it all the time. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm so glad you're here. I'll just tell you, I'm so thankful for you. I'm so grateful that you're here and, and you were a part of today. And I'll just encourage you. What, what we got over, coming up over the next couple weeks is exciting. We got Mother's Day coming up in May. We'll be doing child dedication. Always important to us just to be able to say we're bringing our children back to God. And we're going to honor and lift up the, the, our family. We're going to do everything that we can just to raise this baby, a girl or boy up in the name of Jesus. So we'll do that on Mother's Day. It's coming up. But I did want to just remind you again of a few things Maybe you need to take a next step today. Maybe that next step uh, is you want to go to next. It's happening today during the second experience. Just hang out for a little bit. Grab you a water bottle. Grab you some uh, donut holes. Hang out for a few minutes. Uh, maybe maybe that uh, is joining the team. That's, that's how you do that. Go through next. Maybe that's joining the church. 
through next, whatever that next step might be for you, all you got to do is literally get your phone out and, and turn your camera on, and all you can do is you can just point it at that, and that will open a website up, and you our website, and you can get connected. You can start giving. Maybe that's some of you in the room that your next step is giving. I'll just tell you that maybe what you need to do today, and if it's your first time here, that's not for you. Like this is for people that call Purpose Church home, that, that believe in the vision that God has given us to reach Murray and Calumet County and beyond with the name of Jesus, connecting people to Jesus, helping them live with incredible purpose. And so if, if you need to give, if that's your next step or you need to give today, our offering containers are in the back on the way out. Uh, they're, they're right there if you want to give, uh, you know, manually that way. Allie and I, we always sit down at the first of the month. And we go through our, our month, what it's going to look like, and we give digitally. We do it online. You can do that. You can do it with text. I just want to tell you, thank you for your generosity. The last few weeks, we've seen 11 people give their life to Jesus. And so can we clap for that right now? 11 people give their life to Jesus. And so when you give to Purpose Church, it's not you're giving to a church. You're giving through a church that, that we're trying to reach as many people with the gospel as we can. And I'm telling you, Murray and Callaway County hasn't seen anything yet of what I believe God has called us to. And uh, I, I just thank you so much. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you that generosity is our privilege. It's something we do at Purpose Church. That's the same as it goes with even Saturday. I love my city. And we're going to serve our community, not just with our money, but with our time. So if you're interested in that, man, just again, stop by the Connect Corner on the way out. If you got any questions, our Connect team's awesome. I love them so much. I'm so grateful. If you have any questions, stop by there. But other than that, let me pray for us. And I hope you have a fantastic week. We'll continue this series, Help I'm, next Sunday. you got to come back, and I'll tell you what it's about. All right? Jesus, thank you so much for today. We honor you. We love you. We thank you. Jesus, thank you for who you are. God, I pray you bless my friends, that you keep them, that you turn your face towards them, that you shine your favor upon them, and that this week, God, in the midst of a crazy week, in a crazy life, where it seems like there's nowhere else that we can find rest, we think it's a nap. Let us find rest in you, and that we can have peace in you, King Jesus. We love you. We honor you. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. And everybody said... Amen, amen. Have a great week. We love you. Thank you so much again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to ourpurpose.church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on purpose.